Finding this podcast magical? Why not toss a coin to your Witches and a Druid podcast through the Acast supporter feature? It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to show your support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Three Witches and a Druid Podcast. Canadian podcast about paganism in today's modern society. And now, Three Witches and a Druid Podcast present Lone Wolf. This is my spell 
gatekeeper Who is yourself? Read the books below in nature Walk through the wood Put your own magic on paper Craft has no hatred, not an ounce of bigotry. All the gods keep them sacred. Shadow, this is my spell. No everyone and welcome back to three witches and a druid where we sit around enjoying some hard honey cranberry mead this time and we are talking about hipster witchcraft and our thoughts on that why are you laughing <laughs> i just think it's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> i'm margo and i'm Maeve. gwen and i'm brian yeah, so this article came through, what was it on? Pantheos? It was Pantheos. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hipster Witch, Aesthetics, Empowerment, in Instagram. And it's something I wanted to talk about a while ago, but I don't think the three of you know how to spell TikTok, let alone what a TikTok Excuse is. me! <laughs> Do you have TikTok? I'm not on TikTok, but I watch... But it, if it comes in through my Facebook feed, right. then I'll watch There's it. There's a German shepherd named Sadie that I think is actually very amusing. <laughs> Sadie the German shepherd, I do. They have some funny little clips. I will watch that. So when TikTok first sort of made its appearance on the social media scene, there was a big, I want to say revival, but like a big push for what was called witch talk. And witch talk was... The mother of such things as hexing the moon, fairy magic, and how to get along with fairies, and all sorts of other wonderful... How do you hex the moon? Don't ask. It just happened. There was a lot of people, they stood outside, and they hexed the moon. It's just what happened on TikTok. I don't know. You can't see the look on my face, my look of incredulous, what the hell? Don't question these things. So, there was, there was a period in it. I wouldn't say it was like a joke or anything, but I think a lot of established pagans had a good laugh at the concept of this. And it died down a bit. Witch talk still exists, of course, but sort of what came out of that is this idea of the boss witch. And it's, as you said, hipster witchcraft, where certain individuals in our society have taken a form of profitable feminism or girl boss mentality goffed it up and it calls it witchcraft. So this isn't really a discussion about 
Are you for it? Are you against it? It's nothing like that. It's just, what are our thoughts on this this new form of witchcraft? And that's the other question. Is it even new? I don't think it's anything new. Like, the idea we were sort of pre-discussing, you know, taking new age ideas and gossing them up and calling them witchcraft. There was a lot of that in the store that you went to. A lot of little miss. Yes. What's, although they were considered the pagan bookshop, they were very much the new age. New age was where the money was. Yeah. What's the difference between new age and pagan? You move the decimal point. Yeah. That's That's really what it is. It's all about where the money is. Yes. When things first started way back in the day, 30 years ago, I found a lot of the new age were sometimes, and I mean, I'm that age now, were a lot of old, at the time, a lot of older ladies who were into a lot of the spirituality and this and that, but were still, you know, were grown up hard Christian and they didn't think of it as witchcraft or anything. So all of that new agey stuff was always around. I think new age is also the main focus is self-development and self-improvement. And that's wonderful. And not all, well, that can be a component of witchcraft slash paganism slash, you know, whatever. It is not the sole focus. No, it's not the sole focus. No, I mean, and certain things like, you know, saying your mantras every day, saying a little prayer, and forgiving yourself, and asking, you know, the universe for, for help. There's nothing wrong with that, you know, at all. And if, if that helps a person, excellent. Mm-hmm. The, life's too hard. And, you know, things are pretty hard right now. So to me, that's excellent. I think a lot of it for me would be, well, where what, what are these websites or what are these people doing and how much money are they asking? Well, there's where the decimal points moved again, because a lot of people that, now I think this was sparked by reading an old, older blog post from Patheos. It's written, written, I think it's like 2016 or 2018 or something, I think. 2018? Anyway, this woman who wrote it is in an initiatory version of Wicca. So more of traditional Wicca. And, you know, she was noticing that a lot of the books that are being purchased are, you know, on lists, the high earners are people that are coming out of this online community primarily and have this sort of new age twist to their witchcraft. And their camps are maybe 800 or or $1,000 a month. There was one that I actually had looked at the one because I followed this woman's work, not online because I'm not on TikTok or any of those, those primarily, you know, very, very popular ones, but I read her in magazines and that sort of thing. So anyway, her camp was like 800 to a thousand for a week. And she was like, can't get somebody to a pagan conference for, you know, people complain about a couple hundred bucks for a pagan conference usually. Yeah. And, and again, there's that, which will lead into something else that we're going to have to talk about soon. And that's paganism and money <laughs> because there's a lot of wealthy pagans, but there's this, you know, people don't want to pay for that. Where are these wealthy pagans? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're charging a thousand bucks a week for a conference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, no, if I'm remember currently wasn't a guy at conference like $50 for the entire weekend and we were like trying to give away tickets by the end of it like well, I'm not well, paying $50 to go yeah. listen to a bunch of, well, a bunch of academics that came from across the yeah. country to give papers and stuff yeah no exactly yeah. 
Exactly. But if it had a new age slant, they might pay 500 bucks for that. But you would, or you would attract the crowd. Yes. Who would pay $500 for that? Not the same people who wouldn't pay $50. Yes. That happens in a lot of industries. So like, it is a little off topic, but I once bought a, this sounds ridiculous. Once bought a stool at Jisk for $99. The exact same stool was for sale on a photography website as a posing stool. Exact same stool in every way. It was $300. And it was only $300 because it was a photographer's tool. Yes. But it wasn't what? any different. It was the exact same thing. There's many examples of that kind of thing. Yeah. Things used for medical purposes that for everyday use yes sutures yes or or, you know like a a popsicle stick like a thousand for two dollars but if you use it by medical grade to clean pipettes it's seven hundred dollars for twenty or something ridiculous like that right so yeah I think I'm gonna try to get rich man I could put on a workshop (laughs) 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 it's all about so for now on, listen to this podcast. It's going to cost you 50 bucks. <laughs> it's no longer about paganism. It's about new age, bettering yourself. Self-help. Self-help. And self-help and all that is actually really excellent. There's no doubt about it. You know what it reminds me of a little bit? Back in the day when, um, say, Scott Cunningham started coming out with his books. And you could do your own. You could be a solitary. You could self-initiate. You know, and all of these things came out that you could, you know, get your own friends together and get it going. The traditionalists who were, oh no, you can only be initiated. Yeah. The, the old BTWs, right? British traditional witchcraft, which, and they they were around, but, you know, they were very secretive and they were very this, and these aren't real witches. And it's kind of like it's evolved again. Well, this isn't real witchcraft because they didn't think that that sort of thing was self-initiation and all of this wasn't. Well, that's not real. You're not initiated. You don't have a high priestess. You need to follow this strict regimen of training. So it kind of, it's evolved again. There is a bubble of these things happening right now. And that may change because, because what society, what culture gets interested in is it fades, it comes and goes. And so these same people may repackage their mm-hmm. new age philosophies mm-hmm. in a different, different packaging and resell it. Or they may truly identify and it may be a lifelong path. And who are we and who are we to judge? There is that. Well, yeah, and who are absolutely. we to determine whether they, how they identify? And if they identify for two years as this or 20, it doesn't matter. Well, you know, if you all want to send money, a thousand bucks, I will go to one of these conferences and I will tell you all about it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because, no, I got a mortgage, man. (laughs) (laughs) Before we started recording, we were just discussing, like, there is a point where this conversation becomes a form of gatekeeping. That's not the goal here. Like, that's, we're not telling anyone to do whatever they want. That's, That's actually one of the great things about paganism. But there is a point where it's like, are you are you just watching your friends get getting conned out of their hard earned money? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have been on a couple of like women's weekends. I remember there was one up years ago at this uh, the pumpkin ecological farm in the valley, and a couple of these oh, women. That name. <laughs> and it was a women's weekend, and it was not pagan, so to speak. And there was lots of people there who weren't witches or whatnot. And I went there, and they did all sorts of you know pagan style things and after you know and all these wonderful you know feminine empowerment 
and all of that, but it wasn't much called witchcraft. You know what I mean? So a lot of it, they, they may just be putting the witchcraft on yeah. these things. And I mean, it was a wonderful weekend. I had a lovely time. And I didn't care about this. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going. <laughs> All I know is that I was up on the mountain in a thunder and lightning storm in my tent that weekend. <laughs> That's what I remember. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, look, I'm on the top of a mountain in a tent. <laughs> the lightning is flashing by. I remember that. But no, it was, uh, if they're putting that whole witchcraft, because there's that whole, oh, all women are magic. You know, that whole feminist, mm. feminine movement. Women are magic. Women are the boss. Women are strong. And it is very much easier. My daughter, you know, is like 20 next month. It's way easier for her to have those attitudes than 40 years ago. Oh, yes. Much easier. So if they're already promoting that for, for, for younger, you know, for people. Power to them. Oh, yeah. 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 Brian, you were mentioning you're worried. Like, at what point are you worried that your friends are getting losing money right. if you see value of getting conned if they receive value for what they spend the person that goes down to the store and buys a bottle of coke or whatever are they getting conned they're buying sugar true, water that ruins their health and or even not even coke you could say just a bottle of water because basically most bottling bottled water that you buy yeah. is just they tap turn water. a tap yeah. on and put it in a plastic bottle that ruins our environment. So, you know, I, that happens all around us. If the person who buys it derives value from that purchase, who am I to say? If they come to me and say, I heard this, I'm interested in this, it's nice to have good free website services or books that are available at the library mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm that you can pass on and say, if this interests you, here's where they got their information from, or here's where they, and maybe go at it that way. There have been with a lot of self-publishing available and through Amazon and Lulu and things like that, there's been a lot of books that are either plagiarized or full of garbage or not very well written, all sorts of things, but they have a they have a beautiful aesthetic and there are people that know how to use the internet and the social media to their advantage. So they they make very good sales. So I think if you're looking to buy something, be discerning. If you're looking to buy something, whether it's an event, whether it's a book, whatever it is, or an ongoing monthly subscription or something, maybe Google that person and see what comes up about them that isn't paid for by them, that isn't on their own sites or on their own whatever. And maybe, I don't know them, but they are actually an academic out of whatever. Maybe they're a practicing witch and have a storefront and this and that. And just because we haven't heard of them through the usual means, that doesn't mean they haven't built up years of experience. Yeah, and we do have that too now. With the internet, you can look up review of this book, review of, and you can get 20 different reviews. And if 10 of them are horrible, well, then I wouldn't go. If at least half are horrible, we wouldn't go for it. If, you know, but if like 15 are like really enjoyed it, it's it's so much easier now. Do you know how many books over the years I bought that I went, no, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's like, no, not doing that. You know, kind of, you know, not that book I didn't like or repeats. It's, and I wouldn't even know if someone came to me today and said, what book should I look into? Like, I have no idea in the last 20 years, any new, you know, beginner, like Wicca books or Pagan books or 
very few. I can yeah. tell you the old I, classics, but I can't tell you the new yeah. ones. The nice thing, though, is like with a lot of literature nowadays, it's not just spell books or Wicked What of Wonders. It's a, a very wide variety of topics. Yes. A lot of philosophy. A lot of philosophy. It, it's great. It's actually probably the best time to be an author. It's probably the best time to be getting into this and discovering new books and new authors because there's so much selection, so many options. I listen to a lot of pagan podcasts. I listen to a lot of interviews with authors. I don't think I've picked up a new book where I'm like, no, this is garbage in a very long time. Excellent. Any books I've I've picked up and and thought to myself, this is terrible, are from the early 2000s, the 90s, the 80s. But in the last few years, the quality is drastically increased. Now, somebody at any point can correct me. I'm sure there's a book I haven't come across that's absolute garbage. <laughs> I'm sure that they exist. I just because you haven't been looking for them. Well, yeah, I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm also I'm already, actively looking. You're already using. You're already using a process of streaming what you see because yeah. you're listening to podcasts you're listening to the authors speak about their yeah. books and I have to admit that's what's caused yeah. me to buy a lot so like that sacred action book yeah album. I listen to him on a podcast and yeah, it, yeah it's too. an excellent book yeah yeah, yeah. what's that's it called? Sacred Actions it's written by a druid and I had listened to her being interviewed on a podcast and thought both that she made sense to me and also she t- referred to her book and I thought I could use that and I could get some value out of that. And I do a lot of that. I get a lot of my book purchasing choices through listening to authors speak about their books. Yeah. So I think a little discernment is necessary and just the same as there there are, you know, valid authors and pagan uh, entrepreneurs on social media there are people stealing their accounts or mimicking their accounts and then approaching then I've gotten little messages through Instagram from fake accounts and you know when you first look at it you don't notice but oh it's got an extra O in it or Mm. it's got a underscore after the name or some little thing that you don't notice they have all the right pictures and they're wanting to sell me a tarot reading or something so it's obviously a blanket whatever because I'm not buying a tarot reading, but yeah, um, you, you know, know you, <laughs> give you a that's right. I, but there's um, a famous Instagram influencer, Maria the Arcane. I think every week there's a clone account of her. Of her, it's, it's yeah. really disappointing to see, but that's just part of the internet. Exactly. But if you are not aware of that, you can be giving the wrong person money for a reading or a service yeah. or a spell candle or whatever. So a little touchy to talk about this, but like. What we're talking about is pretty much how the Temple of Witchcraft started. Like, that's quite successful now. And people who are in the Temple of Witchcraft are very satisfied, very happy with yeah. what has come from all this. I don't want to talk too much on it because I don't really know no, a I, lot about the Temple of Witchcraft. No, I've never heard anybody who has gone through their program say anything but wonderful things. Yeah. And I've enjoyed the books myself. Yeah. And he well, has the most amazing voice for meditation. Well, and that's part of the issue. Too. Like, are they buying for the book or are they buying for the voice? But his meditations are really helpful and, and really, um, I've always had very good success with them. And the fact that he has an amazing voice 
just is a bonus. Yes. I mean, every person yeah. who we had some amazing meditation. guided meditation. Yeah, but the voice yeah. just made me want to scratch my eyeballs out. Right. Yeah. So and the the, the, <laughs> CD, the CDs are the add-on with the book. So yeah. you've got yeah, all you the really separate, great. Yeah. yeah, you buy some. And the book has got excellent. If he couldn't teach it to you, you're doomed. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna get Krista to do guided meditations, and we'll sell those. There you go. <laughs> yeah, well, that's how we're gonna make our money. <laughs> <laughs> but ADF has a bunch of meditations, and it's like. Yeah, the, the person who originally did it was like, no, I can't do this. Yeah. So we, we had, I had Karen record them. <laughs> I listen to Karen. Yeah. This is off topic, but funny. Say you have a book and there's a lovely meditation in it. And you're thinking, I'd really like to do this meditation, but I need someone to talk me through it. Have you ever recorded your own voice doing it and then tried to listen back? It's like, no, that doesn't work at all. No. It's like, that's not me. <laughs> that doesn't work at the slightest. I've done that before. It's like, no, that was bad. Back when you had a tape deck. Yes. <laughs> I wouldn't know how to record on my computer. <laughs> I could save my life. I could do it on my phone, maybe. That's about it. Right. So it's sort of on the same topic, but a slightly change of path. This, you guys may not be able to participate in this kind I, like I said, you've looked at TikTok, but there's an entire internet world of just pagan aesthetics about looking as witch as witch as possible without necessarily knowing what you're doing. So that's the other part of this conversation is not just the, the girl boss conferences, but also walking the walk without being able to talk the talk? I have to laugh. I uh, have Instagram and I have a few, I think I have a, like a generalized, I don't know the right terminology, but a generalized sort of witch style, whatever. Yeah. So I get witch style type posts that come up. And Instagram is a social media account that is primarily picture with small amounts of, of text. And there was this lovely witchy picture come up, but I always find it inspiring. And underneath, the, the poster had put on about the spell they were doing, and they, you know, put all the information out and how they did it, etc. And they said that, that they really felt, oh, I can't remember, but, you know, that they really built up the experience to do this properly because they've been doing witchcraft for six months. <laughs> and I was like, like, spit my tea out all over my phone and, you know, was afraid of fried circuits and stuff because I was... Oh my goodness, can you imagine? I don't think even that young I was that silly. But anyway, they felt that six months, I don't think six months of riding a bike, you get it all down. You know, like, oh, I don't know well, how they think you figured things out. I guess. At six months. Yeah, to me, I guess, like, wow, to be that self-assured. That self-assured, That's yeah. amazing because I know... I remember at the shop, there would be people who were regular customers practicing, buying all the right books, asking all the right questions, you know, three, four years into it, asking them that we were looking for people who might want to lead a ritual at the gathering and like deer in headlights, you know, I'm nowhere ready to do that. Or even people who just say, well, I've never actually done cast a circle at home because I'm afraid I would do something in the wrong order. Yeah. So. Well, it's funny you mentioned that. You, we haven't, this is a little off topic, you've heard about all the Christian baptisms that are off the record now because hundreds of priests apparently recited it incorrectly. 
So when you get baptized, there's this, there's something I blah 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 hereby baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ. A lot of them were saying we baptize you in the name of Jesus, which was incorrect. And so the Christian uh, was is this Catholic? Yeah, the Catholics have have <laughs> done away with all their baptisms. We're, we're not Catholics anymore. And it was discovered that a bunch of priests had gone through this too, so they weren't actually priests anymore because they weren't baptized. <laughs> Yeah, so you're mentioning a teenager in a store. Like, oh, I, I can't do this. Where Catholic Church just messed up too recently. Yeah, well, and, but my response always to that is, you know, your intent is there. Your heart is in the right place. You call the quarters in the wrong order. It's not the end of the world. The goddess, she understands. Yep. You <laughs> know, this is not a portal to hell. Yes, yeah. to the goddess, right? Yes. Yeah. So you could probably do more damage assembling IKEA furniture. I'm so sure. sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's like damn IKEA to hell. How can I help you? There. Oh, she. Sorry, I just put the wrong leg on the wrong time. <laughs> oh, mispronouncing oh. the name wrong. I can't. I, I can't. I, going to Ikea gives me a serious headache. It's crazy business. <laughs> it's crazy in there. Yeah, so while this conversation, it's not about gatekeeping. You do what makes you happy, what you feel educates and enlightens you. The, the thing that you have to be careful of is if anyone's going to ask you to do something that makes you feel uncomfortable, oh, you have to do this. That was always you. my... Yeah. Or yeah. be initiated. If that makes you uncomfortable, one, tell them no. And have nothing. And it, you know what? And it's a lot easier now. You can click that, that button on your computer and they're gone. You're not seeing them all the time at every event. So, so right. that's kind of nice. But anything that makes you uncomfortable, anything that's, well, I can't do that until you give me this much money and it's yes. too much money. And do not feel that just because you can't fork out all that money that you can't learn it. You can read about it. There's, if you don't want to buy books, you can go online. You can find what feels authentic to you, provided you're harming none. And you're not, you know, you know, cast hexing the moon. What the heck? I'm going to look that up. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's hexing the moon. Well, I was going to say, also don't allow the, the leader of the group to burn their initials on your inner thigh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's that. Or, you know, if they say, oh, well, you know, for your initiation, you must have sex. Or this, well, tell them to go screw a goat. Tell them to get away. Yeah. <laughs> and, but just, you know, just nothing that's going to make you uncomfortable. If it makes you feel empowered, if it makes you feel good about yourself and happy, provided you're harming no one. And you're including not, yourself. Including yeah. yourself. Yes, indeed. Then, then, you know, it's okay. It might not be my thing necessarily, but... I've been on things like that and had a very nice time. I remember I was at the Gaia gathering and there were some some hardcore traditionalists there. And if y'all remember to ride a silver broomstick, yes, and to stir a magic cauldron, silver raven wolf, and they were crapping on these fluffy bunny discs and fluff blah blah blah. And I said, look, and I was getting annoyed at this point, and because um, I do have a traditional streak, but still. I said, look, I said, so what? What the steps are to get to your enlightenment or to find the goddess. Exactly. It might not be the hardcore, whatever, traditionalist, but it's still some good advice. What does it matter how you get there so long as it's, it's doing, you know, positive things for you? And they looked at me and I said, who cares if their meditation is different than the way you do that? It's very pleasant. 
not everyone's the same, but they were also people who didn't feel you were a witch unless, you know, whatever. You had yeah. gone but, through this initiative. And I mean, there was process. nothing wrong with the stuff in there. It might not have been for everyone, but not everyone's got the same hardcore mentality about that. And I, I basically told them, shut up. <laughs> and I mean, like I say, I've got some tradi- a traditional streak in me. I do like ceremony and ritual. You know, I can do anything, but I do like that old fashioned ceremony and ritual as well, which I don't get to do too often. But yeah, infants making you uncomfortable, run away and don't give them any money. And again, like, you know, when you think about me at Little Mysteries, I pretty much embodied the witch aesthetic at that time and now I'm quite the opposite yeah you know the thought if you think of me 20 years ago wearing anything but black black yeah and now I'm rarely in black and if I do I've got like purple swirly tights on or something you know so you're just out of the mist frizzle of <laughs> I went once. I went to the Shambhala school, that private school. They wanted someone to come in and give a talk about it. And I went in, I had a pair of slacks and a blazer and what other oh this is like this twenty-five or more years ago. And the woman looked at me and she said, well, You're not what I was expecting at all. Yeah. And I said, Oh? She said, Well you just look so normal. <laughs> well, that's part of the point. We're everywhere. You know, I had on a blazer. You know, I thought, yeah. well, it's, it's the same. When that time when I went to Dorchester, they knew that someone who worked in the bookstore and a local witch who taught in the community were coming. And they thought we were the opposite. Reversed. Yeah. They thought <laughs> book story. Yeah. <laughs> Janet was the bookstore. I had to find a pair of beige pants to go there. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't want to look like, you know, crazy, but I just wanted to look, you know, kind of relaxed but professional. And it was like, what the heck? But I mean, not that I can't look spectacular as well, but, Honey. you know. <laughs> just because it's ugly <laughs> doesn't mean it's funky. Oh, I like sorry, I like ugly stuff. But anyway, so, so it's very interesting. It's like that, that whole not everybody is you know it, what you expect them to be either. Like, no, that's the truth. Yeah. Not everybody is what you expect them to be. No, I mean I remember too when I first started being more deeper involved in the in my journey discovering people who were professionals and lived fairly normal lives and had their lives together and were pagan. And I was like, oh, that's a thing. There were not all sort of flaky And quite frankly, I know more people like personally yes. in my life than I know of the other, but, yes. but there is this perception and that's got to be another episode, but you're right. Yes. How does the social media witch talk aesthetic feed into a certain you know preconceptions of of who we are and what we look like and what we do that's as old as the hills I remember people kind of giving me a hard time because well you're just middle class white bread and I mean you know I lived in a subdivision with a mortgage and a home and all of this and blah 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 well what do you know about it I'm like what are you talking about? Just because I have a job and a more <laughs> job car place, job car place, and you know, and a mortgage, and on and on and on, doesn't mean that 
I'm not following a really great path because I didn't look, I don't know, I wasn't poor enough or weird enough looking at it. It was silly. That's been going on forever and ever. Yeah. And ever. It's ridiculous. Well, it's just amplified now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Recorded. It's nutty. But again, at the same time, I do still live my life quite in my own little bubble. Yeah. Absolutely. And don't pay a whole lot of attention to that. So. No, I just do my thing. Yeah. But it was peculiar because for the people who figured, you know, how do I say this? There was one group of people who, you know, they figure I don't fit in there because I'm not, I don't know, weird enough or something. But yet with the muggles, they think I'm a complete eccentric. Right. Yeah, that's, right. uh, that's myself as well. Yeah. yeah, they think I'm a complete eccentric weirdo, but some of the real serious weirdos thought I was, you know, some, some normal. It's like, what are you talking about? It, it's all ridiculous. I'm just doing my... I am too old to care about that shit anymore. Well, that's it. Right? Actually, I didn't give a shit about it back then. It just used to baffle me. I'm like, what are you talking I, about? I, I was mostly amused at the whole beige label, and that was yes. usually a good way of knowing who really knows you and who doesn't. Yes, right? that's like, true. Oh, you beige? You're like, I got your number. Yeah. I know I know more about you than you know about me. That's right. Anyhow, well, look, everyone, thank you very much for tuning in. It has been lovely to sit here with everyone and talk. And before I close up, I know we had a little bit of word that some people were looking for the witching hour. Because of COVID and this, uh, the station was closed and there was some pre-records. But come the middle of March, I should be back in person. And you would just go to ckdu.ca at 7 p.m. Atlantic Standard Time every second Friday. So it will be back. I know people have been asking. It's an actual radio show, not a podcast. No, it's not a podcast. It's a radio show at Dalhousie University in Halifax. So ckdu.ca, and I'll be having lots of lovely guests. And so if you'd like to contact us, you can find us on our Facebook page. Certainly leave any comments or suggestions for shows you might like to see. If you have any questions, give us all kinds of thumbs up. Three Witches and a Druid Podcast would like to take a moment to thank our amazing Patreon supporters. Today, we shout out to Danny, Tania, Sarah, Lore, Kay, Linda, and Jennifer. Without your generous support and contributions, we couldn't bring you this magical content. And we thank you for listening. Until next time, everyone, merry meet, merry parts, and merry meet again. Blessed Blessed be. This has been Three Witches and a Druid Podcast. Thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.